0: All right, guys, what is up? What is up? It's been a couple of days. I am in this pretty cool re evaluation phase. Maybe because it's the new year, maybe because I'm looking at my options. my own happiness uh, and choices that I can make to kind of improve things because only I can do that. But on the topic for today, you know, I want to touch on something that really resonated with me, like more than almost anything I have heard in months, weeks, you know, like I've touched on it before. And I'm gonna get back to the reevaluation process too. But I watched this video today. Just now, actually I finished it. And I'm kinda of waiting for a friend to call me back. If they're gonna call me back. They texted me if I could talk and then I, you know, because I like to talk outside. Uh this video is I'll post it below. It's by Life with Brie. I think Brie or Bri B R Y. Uh, I don't know her content well. This is the first thing I'm coming across. Her video is called Living at Home in Your 20s, Lack of Privacy, Feeling Isolated, Losing Your, I think it was Independence. I can't see the whole title because it's long and I I get scared to click on things when I'm recording because sometimes, I don't know, other apps that use audio. Uh, use that use the speaker kind of boot me out of uh, recording uh, and I haven't figured out fully what's going to do that and what's not so let's just not touch it um but I'll post the link below I was going to wait till tomorrow to post about this but I just want to post about it today while it's still fresh even though I'm tired just in case my friend calls me back because I'm waiting outside and I took the effort to put my clothes on and come outside because I don't like talking on the phone in the house, but I want to kind of put a little extra spin on it. Let's put this past your 20s, because I'm past my 20s. I'm even past my 30s, barely, you know. I, I got out of my 30s last year, so I'm 40. I don't know how that happened, but I am, um, and you know i even commented on this on this on this video uh, that this lady posted and um you know i want to add you know extra ages and you know if you're an lgbtq plus person you know this is a whole i don't know it just adds more layers now i'm not the kind of person that's going to say you know Just because someone's a certain type of minority or whatever, that they have it worse or whatever. I've known people that are very wealthy, Caucasian, majority culture people who, other than being maybe female or maybe they were even males or are males and, you know, cis males and, you know, uh, hetero people living with hetero families, like that whole, like, you know, leave it to beaver style, like the Cleaver family looking kind of like middle class, you know, maybe the mom is a, is a homemaker and the dad's the breadwinner and the kids are straight. Maybe they have two sons or whatever. And, you know, you can still have a messed up household, you know, living with that. Or you can be Having the most minority, you know, levels possible to you, you know, you could be a veteran who's trans, who's intersex and an ethnic minority that's not from this country and speaks, you know, not English as their English isn't their first language. And um, maybe at one point they weren't documented and have all these other layers going on. And have a completely loving, accepting family that you totally want to live with all the time and never want to move. And so, and everything in between, you know. And so I'm not, you know, I would say there, usually when you add more layers, you're going to get more complications. But it's, I, I don't know. I've seen so much of so many different things. Like, I'd say poverty impacts things a lot. And with that, with poverty is attached a lot of things. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that minorities are all in poverty or that they stay in poverty. That is not, I mean, I'm a minority that is not, you know, my family's status is not in poverty, but technically my status, I mean, I'm living with my family. So what do we say there? You know, it's like, you know, it's, 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 I'm in a, I'm in a, it was a transitional year. Now we're going on like more time. Um, but yeah, guys, guys, bros, I, you know, I got, I got, um, I guess notified or I don't know how I came across that video, but I was so glad that I did it it hit home more than anything, she has TikTok footage of other people talking about, you know, having clips about, you know, their families, and after hearing a lot of that, I was like, man, like, I'm fine, (laughs) even though I'm, you know, I'm kind of not, you know, not, but I am, you know, um, but let me see, I, I wrote a comment, and I took it elsewhere, and wrote it down for myself, because I was like, that's, that, you know, I want to remember this, uh, Uh, I want to remember my thought process so that I can come back to this, you know? So, you know, my take on, you know, being an adult who had independence and moved back with family for the opportunity of it, you know, I could have stayed where I was with all those wild people, moved to the new house with them. That was an option. That was one of my options, you know, move with them. Um... you know, stay there in San Diego, stay close to all my friends, pay probably a little more rent, but then be getting driven up the wall and still being in the same financial status at the same job, in the same space with none of the extra training or certifications that I've gotten over the last year and year and months. Um... And none of the other types of work experience and content creation or any of that other stuff. The experience of trying to live here at home while I can. And I could have stayed put. Um. So let's see. I caught a quote of a phrase that she mentioned, you know. That grieving of independence. So that's kind of what I labeled this. And I I posted this on there. I put, um, it's tricky because I'm grateful. And um, I know that the opportunity is a blessing. I literally thought, I've been losing my mind. Like, why am I so irritated over nice gestures of parents? I like my space and I don't like to be obligated to others. But I but then I feel like a jerk for not wanting to be involved more, like involved more in activities or more sociable around the house and stuff like that Um, or to do things on someone else's timeline. Specifically, I'm thinking about eating meals on the times I want to sleeping when I want to, you know, I do things on my own schedule and because my parents don't like to eat at meal times, they eat, like, hours, like, three, four hours later than what I usually do for every meal. It's really hard, you know, because they like to eat meals at different times. And it causes a bit of, you know, they don't understand why I don't want to eat with them every meal. But it's like, okay, I eat breakfast at 8 o'clock because I'm doing stuff before breakfast. I'm usually recording podcast episodes, And from there, you know, I eat breakfast and then from there, you know, I do what I'm going to do before I go do a couple deliveries and then I see where I'm going to go from there. And I come home for lunch and then I try to eat dinner about four or so hours after lunch. And so if I eat lunch at 12 or so, I want to eat dinner around four or four thirty. If I eat lunch around one, one o'clock or so, I want to eat dinner around like five, five thirty and just let my energy wear down until the day is over. That's kind of what I prefer, right? I don't want to eat dinner at like 8:30 p.m. and then the next night 6:30 p.m., then the next night 5:30 p.m. you know, I don't want to eat lunch at like or breakfast at like 10:30 a.m., you know, and be having the whole day where I'm like awake from like 5 or 6 in the morning and not eating till like 10, you know, and then or eating lunch at like 2:30 or something. Like it's just it's too much for me. Like I like I like things to be on a schedule because that's how I like to order my life. But we're on different schedules. They're on, like, retired people's schedules. And so, you know, they don't have to do things the way that I feel like I have to because I'm, you know, trying to reach career goals and financial goals. For me, it doesn't work just randomly, you know, waking up and randomly doing things, waking up whenever and, like, eating whenever and, like, going to bed whenever. Like, I have to keep things on track. So I can track what I'm actually doing and kind of, you know, um, you know, divvy up my energy accordingly. Um, I might get more into that, but let's see. Um, So I put after living independently for nearly a decade, you know, so I said that's after doing things on someone else's timeline. After living independently for nearly a decade, then not being able to do things how I'm used to. Now, you know, I like to do things the way that I like to do things. Everyone, Everyone's like that, though, right? Like, especially if you've lived alone, you kind of find what works for you. Like, I'm not knocking my family, but there are a lot of things that I find to be unhealthy, like staying in the house all the time, like eating whenever, sleeping whenever, not really having, like, a balanced, a balanced day-to-day schedule. I see that people's energies are all off. They can't sleep on time. They drink coffee whenever, you know, and they wonder, like, why am I sleepy? Why am I falling asleep? Like, why am I, you know, waking up so late? It's like, yeah, because you went to bed at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning, so you're up, you know, you're waking up at, like, 10. You know, it's like, things like that. Like, I can't have a schedule like that. So, you know, for me, it's like, there's no appeal to it. Unless I'm really just taking days off where I'm like consecutive days where I'm like, I'm just going to go party with friends a couple of days or go out of town. Then, yeah, stay up, do whatever. But when I'm in serious mode and I'm trying to make moves and like track my progress, if I'm like, let me finish this course in this many days and it's going to take me this many hours per day, I need to know which hours of the day I'm spending working on this stuff. I, I'm not good at just like, OK, if I need three and a half hours every day of consecutive study, deep, deep focus time, And I don't even know when I'm going to wake up or when I'm going to go to sleep. It's like, you know, I have enough trouble with insomnia anyways. I'm up sometimes two, three hours consecutively throughout the night. And like, you know, my sleep can be crap sometimes. So I'm like, let me just go to bed early in case I don't sleep good, you know. Um, I'm trying to get out of these unhealthy habits, this unhealthy, you know, people that don't like to exercise, you know, people that don't like to always eat healthy sometimes, you know or like have snacks around the house and stuff like that it's like there are things that I grew up with that aren't that healthy or that you know my family maybe decided my folks decided they want to do things this way and it's different for them because they're older they can do whatever they want they have whatever they've tried tried to get it's kind of like established by now I'm not quite there yet I'm resetting things right now so it's like I don't really have I feel like I shouldn't give I don't like the idea of giving myself the freedom to not balance my life as much as is within my own power while still being able to be somewhat flexible um you know like I don't like the idea of that because to me it's like I like to have just structure I need that structure you know I thrive best in that structure because then I can tell, oh, my energy is different, even though I'm keeping the same schedule when my energy fluctuates or something. I can figure out where it's coming from instead of like, who knows, because all these variables are different every day, every week. Like, I don't really have anything to really compare. Um, let me see. Um, I think maybe I have a. Uh, I have a typo. I meant to say this is the second time a lot of people in my generation have pushed that reset button after the economy allowed us to consider different career careers, etc. cetera. Um, I put allowed because I didn't. I don't want to sound like oh the the economy forced me into this. It wasn't fully the economy because I also realized the opportunity in it. You know. But I don't think I really recognize the cost i I focus more on the benefits, and now it's more of the of the cost of this opportunity that's weighing on me it It's not free it's free in finances in a way if I need it to be um let me just finish reading this Or else I'm never gonna finish reading it if I keep chiming in um Part of me recognizes the opportunity ahead. What a blessing to restart. Most people I know can't stand their families or their families would never allow them back out of pride or some cultural standards. But change and family dynamics in a culture of independence really is a stressor. So yes. Let us not invalidate the struggle. Opportunity also comes with struggle. And I put, I'm just speaking to my own experience and not for anyone else as everyone else's household is different. So for me, I see that staying at home is more of an opportunity. I've definitely been able to make and keep health appointments physical, mental health, you know, been able to kind of have more space to work on that, have more space to kind of recognize, really, areas that I need to work on a lot. But, you know, it does take a toll on my mental health, you know. Like, I'll mention something just, that just happened, you know, that is not, it's not, it's nothing, it's not, nothing happened, but you know, yesterday, like, okay, so my my sister and her boyfriend have been in town, I haven't seen them for a while, I love hanging out with them, because we're, like, similar age, so I'm like, thank God, you know, and I was pretty irritated already when my my sister and her boyfriend came home, I was already kind of a little irritated with my mom, I guess, because she's the only one who's usually here, it's usually me and her, but my dad had come in the same day, he came in, uh, from, uh, he was in Africa for a while since like November. He comes, to, he comes back into town the, like within hours of my sister driving in like right after. So he comes back into town. I hear him cause I'm home when he gets back. And cause I saw, okay, my mom posted the flight information on like a family group chat or something. And so I knew what time he was flying in, you know, to LAX in LA and or at least what time he was supposed to land. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to go do my little deliveries or go. I think I went to the library. I can't remember what I did. And then, you know, I went about my business, you know, went and, um, you know, uh, you know, I went into my my room, you know, and just was chilling and was like, man, you know, I wonder when he's going to get here kind of thing. He sent a message or I heard my mom on speakerphone talking to him and he was saying that like I think he was saying they're still on the on the runway like they they haven't like they've landed but they still haven't really like gotten up gotten like out of the plane or whatever and you know from the house to LAX like the distance is usually If you give it, like, 30 minutes, that's approximately how long it takes. It can take longer or less time. It really depends. But getting from a flight and then having to go over to the pickup area at LAX, if you do the little shuttle or walk over or whatever, and then wait for the Uber or Lyft or whatever, and then come all the way back over, you know, to the house, it can take longer than 30 minutes. So I'm expecting, okay, like, even if he landed at the right time and was like literally getting his luggage off the plane and like, you know, he has like, I guess a carry on. And since he's gone for so long, like he probably checked the bag that makes logical sense. If you've been out of the country since like November, you're probably packing more than just like a backpack. So <clears throat> I expect he's going to take at least like 45 minutes from when he's from when he lands. And then I overhear the conversation on the phone you know, cause she has it on speaker. So I'm thinking when I heard the voice on the phone, I was like, Oh, it sounded like it, I thought my dad was home and he was on, like he was on his phone on speaker. But then I realized I was like, no, that's his voice on speaker. So why would, why would I be hearing his voice? And then I kind of realized, I guess when I heard her speaking, I was like, Oh, they're talking on the phone. And so, and I think, this was happening like right outside my window or something because I thought that maybe when my dad came home he came in the side back gate and was coming in through the backyard or something and was like on the phone like I don't know what was going on because I'm like in my room I'm like whatever I don't know I'm trying to like put two and two together so he comes in you know and you know I hear them in the like I hear him come through the door and you know, they're kind of like saying hi or whatever. And I can tell like, okay, he's in another room. He went like probably to shower, probably to like put his stuff away, change his clothes, like wash up, whatever. And like have something to eat real quick when he comes back to the kitchen. And so I knew, like, I don't like when I come in the door, when people just like literally are like opening the door for me while I'm like, if they hear the car pull up or something, Or if they hear my key in the door and like somebody's like there, like to me, it's like right when I come home, you know, my mind, I'm still not fully trying to like talk to people right then. So usually when other people come home, I give them a minute to like settle, at least put their stuff down. And then if they come out to a public space, I assume, okay maybe you want to talk because you're out in a public space. Like if someone's coming in the door or if they're like in the room I'm not going to be like oh you're home like hey like come and start talking to them while they're like trying to like unpack like you know that's how people lose stuff they you know or maybe you're not like in the headspace to talk usually I'm not like it takes me a bit like I'll come out when I'm ready to like actually socialize so I try to give people space and you know right when I come out of my room my mom's in the kitchen I come out to the kitchen and she's like She's like, your dad's home. Did you say hi to him or whatever? And I'm just like, I heard him come home. I'm just giving him a minute. I don't like to bombard people at the door. I said that because I usually tell her I don't like people to bombard me at the door. I don't like it if I come out of my room and somebody's right there. I don't like it if I come out of the bathroom and someone's right there. I don't like it when I'm pulling up into the driveway and somebody unlocks the door and they're like standing there looking at me, waiting for me to come back in the house. It's like Maybe I want to, like, sit outside and, like, you know, smoke a bowl. Maybe I want to make a phone call and stay outside. You know, maybe I want to just, like, chill outside for a second and, like, text whoever's been texting me while I've been driving and then come in and, like, wash up a little bit. And, like, you know, like, but I don't know. That little thing where people just are just too much. It's kind of like the energy behind that is too much for me. It's kind of like this needy energy that just it just really, you know it ties in with a lot of what people in the video were saying with like this lack of privacy. It's like, I can't do anything and it's not as bad as some people, but it's like, even if I'm like literally sitting on the phone talking outside, if I'm outside for longer than like 30 minutes, you know, my mom will almost always open the door, look outside. It's kind of weird how she does it too. Cause she'll open the door and look outside for God only knows what reason. But then when I come in the door, she's usually standing, like, right there. She's almost always in the kitchen for some reason. And she's always in the kitchen. Even if I leave and go outside while she's in the kitchen, an hour later, if I come back inside, she's still in the kitchen. So I'm kind of like, what is going on? She's always in the kitchen. And then, you know, the kitchen's right next to the front door, which is why I'm saying that. And so it's like, I can tell she hears me come up, you know. She hears me go outside and things like that. And it's just too much. It's like, why do you need to know when I leave the house? And what like, I come back every night. It's not like I'm leaving for like days on end. But anyways, back to the story. Um, it's easy for me to get sidetracked with this kind of stuff. Um, you know, I hear my dad come out and he's like, oh, is this dinner? Because like my mom had made some like muffins and scones and stuff. And so I had eaten one and I was like, let me save a couple for myself because I'm already thinking we're going to have a meal late because whenever we have company and different schedules going on, we always eat late. So I'm like, already, I'm like, let me get some Ziploc bags and store some snacks in my room in case we're eating later than usual. So now I've got these, the snacking thing going on that's like in between meal times because I'm trying to make sure I'm eating on my schedule and you know, so I say hi to my dad, whatever, you know, like, cool, we said hi, I go on about my day, um, he goes on about his day, like, he's tired, you know, it's like, he's like, ten a 10-hour ten difference, so it's like, you can tell when somebody's just exhausted, you know, I could tell he was exhausted, I'm like, I'm not even trying to, like, like, I can tell when somebody's exhausted, I don't feel the need to kind of, like, be like, oh, I need to talk to you. And Me and my dad kind of don't talk that much, anyways, and so like, I, you know, we both kind of like our space a lot, and so I, I think you know, neither one of us is too comfortable like asking the other like too many questions. Like to me, it's like I'm not gonna be asking him, you know, like I'll ask him like, hey, how's your flight? How's the trip? Or whatever. And then over time, while he's home, I'll ask him more questions. I'm not just gonna sit there and be like how was it? What did you do? Who'd you see? Where'd you go? Where'd you... How's the flight? And how's this? And where'd you stop? And where'd you go? What does it look like? Let me see all the pictures. and bl- You know, it's like, give it like, if, if he's not leaving, like today, give it some time so we can catch up over time. You know, like, to me, that makes logical sense. But I don't know, like, I feel like, I don't know, sometimes my mom is like on this other wavelength. And it's not bad, because I'm pretty sure plenty of people would be more than thrilled to have parents that are like mine. I mean, my parents are not bad people. They're just... It's just... Our lifestyles don't fully align in a way where I'm comfortable living with them for too much longer. Um, So basically, you know, me and my dad, we kind of say, hey, whatever. So that part of the day is like, okay, check that off the list. He got home. I say hi. My sister comes home probably within two hours and so you know I'm there when I see them coming in I say hi because I'm already like in the my mom meets them out at the car when they're parking they're still trying to park the car on the curb and she's like out in the driveway like lingering and like watching them park like she's out the door like waiting for them to say hi I wait because I can like hear people so I'm like okay I come out of my room and I'm like in the front room like waiting for them to come up and stuff and they come in and say hey you know and you know let them put their stuff down and then I just kind of sit in the kitchen because now we're all sitting kind of chilling in the kitchen like snacking and stuff and I introduce them to the scones and the muffins and things and I was saying how my dad just got there and like I think my dad comes out or something he didn't even know that my sister was coming to town so um when he when he came in, you know, my mom was telling him that, that my sister was, like, I don't know, an hour, like, close by, or whatever, and he was, like, oh, like, she's gonna be here, too, like, yeah, you know, so, you know, this is day one, (laughs) day one, you know, and this is just a little weekend, pre-weekend situation, um, this is day one, let's call it Thursday, I don't even remember if it was Wednesday or Thursday, it was one of, think maybe one, it was maybe Wednesday. This was maybe Wednesday. Um, and you know, I'm still kind of feeling some kind of way. I don't know. Like I know that Saturday before I'd gotten a little bit snippy with my mom because I was in the kitchen just like, just, you know, there was some food on the stove and I'm just trying to make a plate and you know, she's like telling me everything like, this is this, and this, is, and like, I'm looking at the food, like, I see what it is, and she's telling me what the food is, and telling me what it is, and then she's, like, reaching over me, and, like, in my space, and, like, reaching over to, like, put some other, here's this, here here's these other potatoes, if you want these potatoes, and these potatoes, and she's so, like, hyped up about these potatoes, I'm, like, I don't, I'm just kind of, like, can you please, like, leave me alone, like, because it was, it's just, like, every time, I feel like, whenever I, like i i will sometimes shut myself in my room for a while cuz i'm like i just don't want to come out cuz whenever i come out it's like oh now i got to deal with this energy and then she's like too like hyped up to socialize and i'm usually just like i just came in here to get a bottle of water like i wasn't trying to have a conversation i'm in the middle of like my own thoughts like i'm doing things you know like you know so I'm always dealing with that kind of energy where it's like I feel like she's just waiting for me to like come out and then she just says whatever it is she's got to say about about her day about her chores about her plans about her life and like about all this stuff and I'm just kind of like okay okay you know okay it's like it's almost like I feel like I have conversations forced on me it's like just because I'm in a room or like you can visibly see me doesn't mean we have to be talking And I'm, I'm not saying that because I hate anybody or because I'm ungrateful. It's just for me and my style of living with people, that is too much. Like when I live with you, I don't want to talk to you all the time, like incessantly about things, just anything that comes to my head. I don't just want to talk about it all the time. I don't, you know, it's too much for me. And you know, I'm also not my parents' spouses. Like I can't give my dad what he needs from a, from his wife. I can't give my mom what she needs from my dad. You know, if she wants that social, you know, connection that's kind of like that, I think they need to be living together. It's just, to me, that just makes more sense. Like, why don't they live together? And not me, you know, I feel like I'm filling in this space that I'm, I'm, I didn't really opt into this, you know, like I'm not trying to have like, you know, like that kind of like, I didn't opt into like a life companionship with somebody, you know, like a life partnership with somebody where I'm building a lifestyle together with them. I've kind of veered off to have my own lifestyle on my own terms to do my own thing and then I come back home to visit because I care and I do want to see my parents and I do want to have a relationship with them but living in the same house has almost forced me to be like like taking up the role of like you know how you how a husband and wife almost would it's like somebody comes home from work you want to check in how was your day like you know all I am not like that with my parents like when I come home from doing something I don't want to check in like Maybe once or twice a week I want to have a conversation, but honestly, I don't like the play-by-play of every day kind of thing. Like, I like to just live my own separate life, do my own separate thing, and, you know, when I want to talk about something, I'll talk. When I want to check in about your life, I'll check in. Almost as if we didn't live together. That's honestly kind of how I feel, is like, you know, if I live somewhere else, I would not be talking to my parents every single day. You know, maybe a couple times a week or, like, texting them here and there and then, like, chatting, maybe catching up. But I really don't want to be catching up every single day verbally, in person, talking and having conversations and eating meals, all of our meals together every day and all. It's just too much for me. It's, like, that's something that spouses do. That's That's something that people do, you know, with their spouses. That's not something that, you know, I would want to choose to do with my parents every day, like, to no end. I love them, but I don't want that. I just don't. And there's nothing I've tried to force it, I can't force it. So basically, you know, since that previous Saturday, I've been kinda like feeling like I just need space. And so while my, you know, siblings and their and my and my dad were coming into town on Wednesday, I was kinda like still feeling like man, I just need some distance still, like, I don't understand why, you know, but, you know, I, I told my I kind of said to my sister, like, jokingly, like, like, you guys left me alone, you guys left me alone with her, you know, like, and I'm kind of, she's like, oh no, what's been going on, kind of thing, and I'm just like, nothing, and, you know, we start getting to this funny conversation about, like, how, we don't like to talk in the mornings, you know, like, like, you know, and yeah, my mom's like, oh yeah, like, she told me she doesn't want to talk, and then, like, the other day, I just had to tell her, like, I think it was Friday, or no, it must have been Tuesday, because, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm in the kitchen, and it's morning, and usually, I've talked about this before, I wake up early, It's an incentive to me because I have multiple hours in the morning to myself so I can cook breakfast and not have to talk. That's like the one meal that I get to cook without anybody bothering me, right? Nobody's in the kitchen. Nobody's even awake. It's usually just me by myself and I'm perfectly happy with this and now that she started waking up earlier some days, now I kind of have to interact with her and so I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to be up and like cook my breakfast and now... Like, even trying to record podcast episodes in the mornings, now it's like, well, she's awake, so now I have to cut that short, and, like, because I don't like recording when other people are, like, around, and then I'm cooking a meal, and then she's in there talking to me, and I just tell her, you know, it's like, because I have my headphones in, it's like a signal, just don't talk to me, like, I'm not even listening to something sometimes, but I have my headphones in, I'm listening to a podcast of some kind, I think it was some financial one. I wasn't even listening. It was like Meet Kevin or something, like the stock market open or something. And I'm just listening to that just because I'm like, whatever. Like, And, you know, she's talking to me for like five minutes before I'm just like, I'm listening to something, you know, and then she keeps talking and keeps talking and keeps talking. And I'm just like, dear Lord, like I'm, I'm not even in the space to listen. Therefore, I'm literally not listening. I put my headphones in because I'm like, I hear she's in there. I don't want to listen to anybody talking to me so I put in my earbuds and she's still talking about God only knows what and I just take out my earbuds after almost 10 minutes and I'm like I really don't like talking in the mornings like you know and she's like okay you know and I'm just like I tell her this every day like it's every day that she's awake at the same time when I'm cooking I tell her this every single time and so from Saturday then that happens Tuesday and so Wednesday I'm just like I just the more these things happen the more I'm more interested in being isolated by myself and not wanting to interact because I'm like you've already like you know overwhelmed me so much socially that I'm just like trying to get away like it's just like when you're it's almost like Pepe Le Pew with that like with that with that skunk that's trying to like squeeze that little cat and that cat's just trying to like run away and it's like get, get me out of here, you know, that's literally how I feel, it's like, like, you're smothering me, like, like, just leave me alone, you know, like, I don't want to talk when I don't want to talk, you know, um, and I'm, I'm also not, like, fully comfortable having, like, a fully open, fully disclosed relationship with my parents, you know, that's another half of the battle, because I, because they've got their religious views, and they've got their, points of view on all kinds of stuff on like their child rearing practices and their belief in authority not saying that they shouldn't have authority because their parents but just the way they kind of manipulate things they wouldn't call it that I would call it that um this kind of like the authoritarian side that comes out um the side of things that come out that are just kind of like um you know there's some kind of like um like stress behind it like it's it's a stress factor for me and so it, it works to my advantage to keep a distance so why would I want to be revealing more and more information about my personal life when I fully don't have like a relationship with them where I can share things like they don't believe that certain things are abusive they don't believe the same thing about certain things with boundaries. They don't believe the same thing about certain types of communication style as far as politeness and things like that. They don't really want to practice that. You know, they feel like if they have a complaint or they're disgruntled or irritable, they can just take it out on anybody. You know, in my childhood, you know, they were physically, you know, um, the physical disciplinarian type of parents, which they think there was nothing wrong with the way they handled things. You know, and I still hear them talk about it, oh, they need somebody needs to beat that kid, and that kind of thing. It's kinda of like it's not that kind of aggression out of anger and stuff like that is really just not you know something that that I think is okay, but they do, and then the l g b t stuff is just kind of like i I don't like my parents can't even you know understand that my sister has a boyfriend. They don't like that. They don't like that they live together. Like, there's so many things that they're just so negative about. It's like, I'm not trying to give them more space to be negative about all kinds of stuff. So I just keep it to myself. I'm like, I don't want to involve them because it's just going to be another source of things that they disagree with. And when I'm not living with them, it's like one thing. When I am living with them, I don't want to hear their opinions about all these things about my lifestyle. If I drink, if I smoke pot, if I date someone who's the same gender as me, or whatever, I don't want to hear it, so there's there's a lot of topics that I just keep out of their eyesight, and just keep away from them, but then it's, like, that ties into almost everything in my life, so, you know, we had a Kwanzaa party with some friends, you know, and it was a group of LGBT friends, I can't really talk to them about all that, or, like, whatever, you know, like, oh, we dropped in by the center, and, like, went there, like, I can't really, like, tell them that kind of stuff, I can't really tell them where I'm going on a different day and, like, who's going to be there and what we did or if we went to a drag show and all these kind of things. Like, there's so many things that, like, I'm trying not to really, like, reveal because it's my own private life that it's like, okay, now I don't want to share. There's, like, even a bubble around that that it's like, I don't want to share that either and then a bubble around that is like, I don't want to share that either because everything else kind of leads into, like, these other things. It's like, okay, if I'm doing this project and working on this campaign and want to sell this thing and you know, Pride Month is coming up and maybe I want to start a website and sell, do like some e com I'm not doing this, but like if I wanted to do some e-commerce thing where I'm like selling, you know, something through Shopify and just like marketing it, like some kind of pride thing and like, you know, I don't want to tell them that, that that's what I'm doing, you know, it's like, it just opens a can of worms that does not need to be opened while I'm living with them, it's like, it's just too much to have to navigate that on top of like the disagreements that come with it and all that other stuff. It's like, why would I go out of my way to mention it? You know, like I have every right to do whatever I want to do and not share it. You know, I'm not doing anything wrong. But it's like if they want to open the door to criticize, then I'm just not going to share. And so that's kind of the relationship we have with a lot of things. It's like there's a lot that I'm willing to share. And then there's a lot that I'm not willing to share. But the more they can't keep trying to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk about stuff, it's like the more, you know, it's going to be likely that I'm just going to start talking too. And I don't really want to get into that kind of chatty situation where it's like, now we're just sharing everything. It's like, I really don't want that. I don't want that because they can't handle that. And I don't think I can handle really them reacting the way that they do. And so, you know, it sets me back for my own mental health and my emotional goals and things. It's like it sets me back to have to deal with, you know, hurt feelings and things that come up on that end. And so it's like I know what to not involve with them. I know what to not say and what to not get involved with. And I kind of just understand that for myself. And I feel like they... Do they know? I mean, I feel like they it's really like that Pepe Le Pew thing. Like I can't explain it any other way where it's just like, I'm not calling my parents skunks or anything, but I just feel like my mom's just too overly smothering, you know, to a point where it's just like, it just makes me want to just leave, leave, you know, it's like, just get away, you know, and there are worse situations. So that's why I'm kind of like, it's hard to really even like, say all this because it's like yeah I feel like a jerk but it's like I have the right to my own emotions too you know if I'm bothered by something just because someone else might think that I shouldn't be bothered by it I don't care what somebody else thinks it bothers me you know just like other things that bother other people might never bother me it's like these things bother me there's you know I can't say there's nothing I can do about it but it's like you know I try to do what I can about it and usually for me you know, I resort to kind of just staying by myself, doing my own thing. I'm happier that way when I'm kind of just doing my own thing. So, um, yeah, I've got a lot of my mind about this kind of stuff. So sorry, it's easy for me to just go completely off topic. But basically, the Saturday where I was kind of upset with my mom just kind of getting in my space and just kind of just being like too much, it's just too much just this energy that's just like stop like overly explaining things like I see the bowl of cabbage I see the bowl of rice I see it there in front of me do you have to tell me that this is what it is like I'm looking at it It doesn't look like anything else it looks like what it is you don't have to tell me what it is you don't have to keep pointing and pushing things towards me like I'm literally taking things out of the bowl and putting them on my plate from the separate bowls I don't care what it is I'm just trying to eat it it's like don't push it towards me or like keep talking about it and telling me it's like Jesus you know (laughs) like I don't even know what what how else to really deal but anyways um so yeah that was the previous Saturday then Tuesday the thing happened in the morning with her talking to me when I was not listening and then you know, there are a lot of times where she's talking to me where I just tell her that I, I'm trying to do something. I don't like talking to people when I'm like doing stuff. If I'm cleaning, I don't like people talking to me. If I'm, you know, in a meditative kind of mindful state when I'm cooking, like when I'm cooking and cleaning, I like to just cook or clean and just clear my mind and just let my mind just kind of roam and do whatever. I don't want someone talking to me and interrupting me, just like standing there, like telling me all kinds of things that they want to say. Cause I don't want to listen. I'm not here to listen. I'm here for my own, like, you know, cleaning is, is therapeutic. Cooking is therapeutic versus like, literally sometimes I'll be like, let me just eat top ramen. Cause it's fast. I'll boil the water, come out, put it in the water real quick. Once the water's boiling, go back to my room, come back in three minutes and just like throw it in a bowl real quick and just go back and eat it. You know, it's like, cause it's the fastest hot thing that I can make where it's not microwaved and I don't have to like think about it and stuff like that that's like making unhealthy food choices just because somebody's just like talking my ear off it's some it's something that just you know I like to think about what I'm eating and I'm like okay I'm trying to get more iron or like less fat or whatever so I'm like maybe I shouldn't add the butter or maybe I should do this or I'm trying to think my way through like how to make better decisions and then I have somebody just yapping in my ear about like what they've been doing when they were sweeping or what they knitted today or whatever. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. But things like that, where I'm like, these are times where you need another person to listen to these things. Like, I'm not the one, you know, to fulfill all of my parents' needs, you know, I'm not that person that can fulfill all of this, you know, I can't, I don't have the energy for it. I'm working on myself. I'm working on my own things. And my own independence to get away and do my own things. I'm not working on trying to like be everything for somebody. I can't do that. I can't. You know, I can't do it for anyone. I can barely do it for myself. You know, so to have to split my energy and attention to so many things when people need too much for me, it's just it's too much. You know, it's kind of putting me at a point where I'm like, I just got to get out of here. but yeah, so Wednesday comes around, my siblings come to town, my dad comes to town, and you know, it's Saturday at the moment. And this morning, last last night, Friday, you know, I asked like a couple times. I'm like, what? Because my sister wasn't at home for a lot of the day, and I'm like, what time are they leaving? And my mom keeps saying early, early, and I'm like, what time is early? Like. Earlier than I usually wake up, or what time, you know. So, like, I can wake up at four. I woke up at like a little around like five twenty, something like that, five thirty or something this morning. I think I wrote five forty. I think it was five forty when I woke up. You know, I get up at like six. My mom's already in the kitchen cooking. You know, um, I hear you know my sister and her boyfriend get up, and I hear a little bit of talking in the living room and then, so I think, oh, they're eating breakfast, so I'm just gonna, like, go to the bathroom real quick, and then, you know, come eat, because I was waiting to eat, because I'm, like, once it got to be, like, eight o'clock, I'm, like, I've been up for all these hours, and I eat at eight o'clock, so I'm, like, I'm just gonna eat at this point, because I'm, like, you know, I'm sick of the meals being all, like, late times, and all this kind of stuff, I'm, like, even if she's up cooking at six in the morning, we could still probably eat at, like, ten, so I'm, like, I'm not going to do this for all these different days and start just like switching my schedule up just because other people are doing their own thing. If they can do their own thing, I can do my own thing. And that's the end of that. But, you know, I get really mad when, you know, I when my mom tells me, oh, your sister said to say goodbye. And I'm like, what? Like, I didn't even know they were leaving. So I've been up all morning, which I'm always up in the morning, but I was up in the morning I didn't know that they were leaving, I asked last night when they were leaving, I asked this morning when they were leaving, and apparently my mom knew that they were leaving at 8 o'clock, she never mentioned it, never mentioned it to me once, and she's like, oh yeah, they said they were leaving at 8, and I came out at like 8.05 or something, and like, nobody told me they were leaving, and then my sister texted me like, oh sorry, like, you know, we already, sorry we already left or whatever, like, um but I didn't even know, and I'm like, well, nobody told me that you were even leaving, and she's, and she's just like, oh, well, you know, when the boyfriend wants to leave, he, he, when he says eight, he means 745, I'm like, I've been up, I've been up for hours, (laughs) I've been up for at least two hours since then, you know, it's like, but it's things like that, where I'm just like, you could have told me you were leaving, or like somebody, I asked multiple people, and it's like, nobody could tell me just shout out through the door like, Hey, they're leaving or like knock on my door like hey, we're leaving like it's eight in the morning. Like I'm I've been up for like hours by this point. I'm always up before that time. And so I was like, I don't know, that kind of I was feeling okay at like six. I was like, Okay, like I'm feeling okay, I'm up early. I was just like rewatching some X Games footage and random stuff. And then, you know, that happened this morning and I was just like I was getting so pissed. <laughs> Like, I was just like, uh, so I just get my, I'm just like, I'm just going to stay by myself today. Like, I don't really want to talk to anybody. Um, like, I don't even know. And then, you know, I came across this video where it was just like, you know, just the things you have to deal with when you're living with your parents as an adult, like when you move back with them, especially when you've lived without them, um, for such a long time. And the difficulty is, you know, I have friends who don't have parents. I have friends with ill parents, you know. It's like, you can't just say, like, like, oh, like, you know, you're going to regret it one day. And that's kind of how, that's kind of how I feel. It's like, I'm going to regret feeling this way one day when it's like, I don't have my parents. They're not going to live forever, you know. And one of these days I'm going to be like, oh, I wish that I could have, like, an extra year to like live in the house together, you know, if they're not around. But it's like, also, it's like, but we live two separate lives, you know, like we live completely different lives. And for me, I do what's best for me. For them, they're trying to do what's best for them. But I think the difference is when you're living with parents versus living with like a partner or living with. Um, maybe roommates would be the same category almost as parents. Um, because, you know, when you're living with a partner, you're trying to kind of find a way to develop a lifestyle together where you're on the same page. Now you're going to have disagreements. You're going to have the same kind of issues where it's like you have to compromise on things, but you're trying to find a method of trying to compromise on things, right? I feel like it. There is a lot of that with like living with parents and living with roommates, but it's different because it's like, I feel like living with roommates, I can eat or sleep whenever I want to do that as long as it's not interfering with someone else's life. But for example, when I lived in a certain place where there was someone sleeping in the living room, and the kitchen was attached to the living room, and he would, you know, he would go to sleep at like six p.m., and it's like if I'd be cooking something, or making a snack, or something, at 6 p.m., and he'd want me to, like, turn off the lights in the kitchen, because he's sleeping, so it's, like, I'm over here trying to, like, make my microwave food in the dark, and using my phone light, and all this stuff, because he's sleeping in the living room, and I'm just, like, what is going on, like, that's a little bit too much, you know what I mean, or when it gets to a point where it's, like, you know, even with parents, and you're, like, you're trying to, like, just, just be, you know, have your own independence, but then trying to like mesh your life with theirs. It's like, for me, it's like, there's a lot of stuff I left cause it wasn't healthy for me. And so the, you know, ultra religious things I left, you know, the, the unhealthy, you know, foods, the unhealthy schedules. The mostly the schedules and just kind of like the general unhealthy like boundaries around communication when it comes to like, hey, maybe if you're moody, just let's just not talk because you're clearly going to say some things that are going to hurt people's feelings. You know, we don't have a lot of good boundaries around that in my house, and you know, um, that's something that I'm like, I do not want to have to deal with that, you know. Um, but you know, back home, you have like, how are you going to tell your parents to stop? doing that kind of stuff like that's how they are and they don't you know they they always say you can't teach an old dog new tricks you know you it's really hard to to work on boundaries with parents they don't feel the same about boundaries they don't feel like as a kid as their kid who's an adult even they don't feel like you should have the same boundaries like I think last night I think and this isn't an issue, but okay, I cleaned the bathroom yesterday, um, on Friday, kind of morning, and like around 10 a.m. or so. And, you know, my mom kind of knew I was cleaning the bathroom because she's been lingering around the house all day long, you know. Um, so I cleaned the bathroom, and, you know, um, you know at night Friday night when my sister and her boyfriend were out I hear somebody go in the bathroom and I hear the shower turn on it's not on for a long time but let's call it like three four minutes or something like I'm not on a long time at all but I hear like movement and like somebody's in the tub and the shower's on and I thought to myself I'm thinking she's literally cleaning the bathroom after I just cleaned the bathroom and I was getting so just like irritated because like you know, and it's things like that where I'm like, I feel like a jerk for being irritated about things when, you know, I was raised culturally, yes, in an African household, but also to be independent. I was That's the whole point of getting an education getting a work and getting a job and moving is for your own independence. And so I've, you know, worked to a point, you know, to have my own independence. And then coming back, moving in a house where it's like, you don't have your own independence. Like you do, like in my case, I, I do have independence in a lot of ways. Like if I wanted to go out with friends right now, I could go do it. If I had made plans and you know, nobody's going to tell me come back by a certain time or whatever. Like the only time I really try to be home is when they're like, oh, my, your dad's cooking or we're ordering pizza or whatever. Are you going to be home this day at this time? And then I'll be like, sure. Yeah. But There have been times, too, where it's like I felt like a jerk because, you know, somebody said, okay we're going to eat at five. And next thing I know, we're eating at like six thirty. And so they're like, oh, we're going to order pizza and it's going to get here at six thirty. I'm like, I thought you said we're eating at five. So then I'll go at five and just go get my own food. And I know it's kind of like a jerk move. But at the same time, it's like sometimes I'm like, we already established this. So why should I have to like bend my schedule just because someone else decided to change it all of a sudden, you know? And it's kind of this back and forth of like, well, they want me to adapt to their ways of doing things. And I'm just kind of like, this is how I have established my own healthy boundaries for myself and my own healthy lifestyle for myself is to live my life this way. And so for me to be like, asserting my independence they don't like that because they're like well now we get to guilt trip you because you're not eating meals with us it's like well you know when I eat meals so if you want to eat meals when I eat meals then tell me that the food that you're cooking or whatever and I won't just cook for myself because you see me cooking lunch at noon or making a sandwich at one and then you still want to complain that I don't want to eat lunch at three it's like and then by five I'm cooking dinner for myself and they're like we're eating at seven and it's like, yeah, but I'm eating now because I ate lunch already at like noon or one o'clock. You know, it's like, I have a schedule that I'm always on. Like my schedule's the same every day, just about. And so to me, it's just kind of like, it's not too, um, it's not too easy to really kind of like combine a lifestyle. And, you know, I think, you know, I'm not trying to take some kind of spousal partnership role with my parents and I feel like they kind of, I'm not saying they want me to marry, you know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of like, I feel like they kind of see it different. They're like, well, we all live in the household. So we all need to be like this family cohesive unit that kind of has the same schedule, even though they don't have a schedule, they don't have a schedule. They do things differently every single day. And so they don't have a schedule. Like, I don't know if they're eating lunch at lunch or dinner time or brunch time or if they're eating breakfast at all. They skip breakfast, like, sometimes. Like, I don't know what they're doing when. I don't, I don't really ask. Yeah, I don't really ask, like, what they're doing, what they're up to, you know, because they don't really have, like, a schedule. And they're older. It's like, they don't need to do that if they don't want to do that. You know, my reasons for doing it are my reasons. Their reasons for avoiding it are probably their own reasons, which I don't really know. But to them, it's like there's no problem with just doing things all just whenever, whatever time of day or night. Um, but yeah, like I can't think of other things. <clears throat> I think the thing that's kind of that kind of got to me the most really was that um, that situation just just the multiple times that, you know, my mom kind of, um, oh, somebody didn't put the parking brake on, where my mom just kind of, you know, talks to me so much, you know, it's like, to me, I feel like she talks too much, and like, you can't tell your mom that, you can't tell your mom, you know, you're burdening me, you like, you're overwhelming me, you can't tell somebody that's your mother that, I don't feel like, I don't feel like I can tell her that without like deeply hurting her feelings. Cause it's not like I don't want her to talk to me or that I don't want to talk. It's just most of the time when she wants to talk, isn't when I want to talk for me, it's like, okay, maybe Friday nights, maybe Saturday mornings, let's talk. It's the weekend. But any other time, honestly, I'm busy doing what I'm doing and trying to focus on what I'm trying to focus on. For me, I feel like just cause we live in the same house doesn't mean that we necessarily have to be like interacting every day I don't like to interact every day at every meal you know that's just not me and especially if we're not eating at the same time I don't like to eat every meal together because then it's like I'm hungry and I get hangry when I'm hungry or it's like you know sometimes I I work out at home a little bit and so it's like I'm scheduling okay I'm gonna have c4 with this meal or have c4 at this time before this meal work out for this hour, and then whatever I'm going to eat for the meal is going to have protein. So I, I know what I'm going to eat. So if I know that my lunch is at noon and I'm going to have a high-protein meal, I can work out at like, you know, have some C4 around 10, 10.30, start working out around like 10.30, close to 11, kind of start cooling down and stuff before noon, and then maybe jump in the shower real quick and then eat at noon after I had a nice little casual workout in my bedroom or something and just go eat you know, lunch, because it's like when you're doing certain things like working out or like different things you're trying to do, you know, you kind of need it to be on a schedule for your metabolism. You know, if you're trying to build muscle, it's like eating protein like 30 30 to 60 minutes or so after your workout versus like, okay, I worked out, ended my workout at 1145 and now have to wait till three o'clock. You've missed that window. And then it's like, okay, maybe I can eat protein, but now what am I going to, like, boil some eggs or something and deal with all that? And then, you know, wait till, like, 3 o'clock till the late lunch time, And then it's like, it throws off your whole schedule. It's like, you know, so I don't know. For me, it's like, there's only so many hours of the day, and it does take me a lot of energy to kind of, like, try to have a routine. It takes me energy to do that. It's not... Something I can just, like... You know, just easily do. Um, I'm talking a lot. I need some water. But... Um... Like, it... I try not to create conflict around it, but I feel like... It does hurt people's feelings, too. Like... People's feelings get hurt and they get hurt all around because it's like they want me to eat with them. I want them to understand that I like to eat on a schedule. We, this has been going on for a very long time now. We are never going to get to a point where this is happening. I, I, I can guarantee that we are never, like even yesterday, my sister, you know, Friday, her and her boyfriend were going out to dinner and my parents did cook dinner at 5:30 p.m. Now we ate around 5:30 p.m. and I think they were hoping to eat early enough that my sister could eat with us cuz they fixed the plate and everything and then it ended up that we weren't even eating together. So um they did eat dinner at at you know 5 at 5 we did eat dinner at 5:30 p.m. but we usually the other night we ate dinner at like 8:30 p.m on, like, Wednesday night, so it's, like, stuff like that, it's, like, I can't live my life like that, (laughs) like, it's just, like, yeah, on occasion, maybe, you know, but I can't, you know, I can't live my life like that, like, it's just, to me, it's not how I like to do things, I like things to be on schedule, now, it doesn't have to be, like, exactly on the dot, but it's, like, I schedule things a certain way for a certain reason, it's, like, if I'm gonna work out, in the morning, I like to eat a meal after I work out. Cause then I'll combine the protein that cuts me down on having to eat multiple little snacks that add more calories. Cause I'm going to eat another meal. I'm going to eventually eat a full meal, breakfast, lunch, or dinner. So it's like, if I add those extra snacks and stuff, you know, for the protein, then it's like, I kind of start losing track of how much I even ate. Like just when I'm doing things on a different time or it cuts into my other time. Cause it's like, now I'm cooking and cleaning at times where I would have been studying or something else important. You know, it's like when I wasn't going to spend this 30 minutes cooking, cleaning, eating, you know, like usually it's eggs or nuts or, you know, like avocados or something like that. There's going to be something that I'll not like, well, I'll eat full avocados. I'll, I'll I guess I don't really mind that, but usually like eggs or something simple like that. Um. And... Yeah, so breakfast this morning, I just ate it by myself, you know, we didn't eat lunch till, like, 2.30, I just made a plate, and, you know, I kind of commented, like, you know, we're eating kind of late for lunch, and then my mom's like, well, this is the time that I usually eat lunch, and I just didn't even say anything, because I'm like, I know, I know that's, but I'm like, we ate breakfast at 8 o'clock, and then we're not eating lunch till, like, 2.30, So around 4.30, I just had, or 4.45 or so, I had my last little, or five, it was actually five o'clock by the time I was actually eating, and I had my own food, and I was just like, you know, when I came outside to record around a little after six, I heard, well, to call my friend, and then decided to record, because I'm out here anyways, um, you know, I heard my parents kind of getting up, going to the kitchen to cook, so they're probably eating right now when it's like 7.30 p.m., And it's fine, I'm not saying they shouldn't eat, I'm just saying, like, if I would eat at their schedule, I'd be eating, like, God only knows what times, and, like, for me, it's, like, certain meals, like, especially lunch for me, I crash hard, and so, um, and kind of the same with dinner, so it's, like, I'd rather eat earlier, crash, you know, get my energy back up, do what I gotta do, and then have another little energy crash early, so that I can still get stuff done in the evening, Versus if I eat, like, super late and then, like, I get a little, like, you know, like, I don't know. I I, I just like eating dinner early. That's kind of just my thing because then it's, like, the last thing I have to get out of the way before I have the rest of the night to myself. Versus, like, the longer I wait and then I notice if I don't eat dinner early, if I'm the one cooking, I tend to make worse dinner choices because, you know, I'm hungry and so I'm making bad decisions you know, and I feel like I need to eat all this like junk. And usually that's when I'm the most exhausted and the most tired. So that's when I would probably resort to like McDonald's or something I really don't need to be eating. And so I really try not to eat that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, it does get in my way. So it's little things like that that help me not to, you know, join my mom in eating all these like cookies and chips and all these kind of boxes and boxes of snacks that we have all the time. Like, I realize how many snacks they eat and stuff, and I'm just like, the reason is probably because you're eating meals at all these weird times, and you get hungry, and you just want a snack. Like, if you eat at the same time, you know that when you're hungry, you're just going to eat, and then you don't really snack all that much, but it's like, yeah, I start getting into those snacking habits when I'm hungry and all this kind of stuff, so, you know, I try to make sure I'm eating on time and everything, but it's really hard, because I'm really trying not to hurt people's feelings. But it kind of comes to a point where I'm like, well, I have to think about my own feelings, my own mental health, my own lifestyle preferences, too. I can't just always be thinking about other people. You know, I did that. I did that already. And it clearly doesn't work to just only think about other people. You know, I live with roommates where I was thinking about their well-being and like, oh, like if they need me to do laundry or like I'll schedule my schedules different, not do their laundry, but like. If someone else needs to do their laundry, then I'll skip it because they asked. Or, like, if someone else I know cooks at this time, I'll make sure I'm not cooking. Like, I would go out of my way to not do so many things at times that I knew other people were doing them. But then, you know, I was putting myself on hold. I would go out of my way to be nice, to let people be loud, to let people play their music loud, to let people, you know, bother me, to try not to, like, make it so that I was, you know being bothered by people I mean that's the half of the podcasts were started when I was living with these people and just during the during the Rona I would go to this parking lot and just be venting you guys remember that in 2020 and I was just like these people I just can't stand it and half the podcast was was me venting about these people that I hated living with and I don't feel that way about my parents it's not like I don't like living with them I just think that the time has run its course, it's served its purpose for me to live here, get my health on track, kind of get my mental on track, get things to a place where I feel like I'm stronger and able to kind of cope with things better, and can kind of just get on with, with like, you know, getting a job that's gonna help me do what I need to do, and at this point, I know i I'm always like San Diego, San Diego, San Diego, but at this point, I'm like, dude, I wouldn't mind moving to Arizona, or San Bernardino, or Vegas, or like, you know, Indio, or somewhere that's like cheaper, just to kind of, like, I could, I could probably visit San Diego faster, and more often, if I moved to like Vegas, or something, I could fly in there almost every month, or something, like, you know, I was thinking about it. I was like, I could rent out an Airbnb and stay there for like a couple months if I was working remotely or if I had to work on site somewhere in Vegas and just be able to afford it, you know, because, you know, I the the wage that I'd be getting paid in Southern California isn't going to cut it for me to move right away. But the wage that I'd be getting paid in, you know, if I could get that wage and then you know work remotely and move to another state you know where it's affordable and preferably where i know people i don't want to just move for the cost like i know somebody in vegas i don't think they really want to hang out all the time i don't really want to hang out with them all the time i know people in san bernardino it's kind of the same situation um um those people aren't too into lgbt culture uh, I know people on the East Coast, but it's the East Coast and I'd have to pay a fortune to get back and forth between there. So at the moment, Vegas is probably my best bet um, lifestyle wise or San Bernardino. Um, just distance wise. And so cause San Bernardino is like a couple hours from San Diego, but it's a whole lot cheaper uh, or even, like, Riverside, or somewhere over there, like, I really don't want to move to these places, they're not places that interest me, but just the interest in the lower cost of living, just so I could, you know, have a change of scenery, and just kind of get out, and be able to kind of, like, you know, do what I want, you know, and not have to worry so much about hurting people's feelings, um, or having my own boundaries kind of, like, disrespected, and, you know, I feel like they're respectful enough, um, I wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't call it toxic, I just think, I I just think there are some places in life where you can't fully compromise on things, and, you know, the scheduling thing is one of them that's super important to me, and is not important to them, so I can't do anything about that, another thing is, that's, that's probably the main thing for me, is the scheduling stuff, and just the, you know, incessant talking to me when I'm not in the mood to talk because I'm not always in the mood to talk. But um, I don't know. I think sometimes elderly people, you know, they get kind of lonely and I feel sad for them. But it's also like I feel like I give enough time and energy. I do think it's I'm just going to have to say this. I think when people get elderly, it's up to them as well to put an effort into their social lives. You know, I don't know what it's like to be losing friends because they're elderly or losing people, a whole lot of people in my life because of, because I'm old and all these all these other people who are older than me that I love are dying all the time. You know, I don't know what that's like. So I, I'm going to assume that it's probably really traumatizing and it makes sense that elderly people don't always want to go meeting new people because they're like, well, what if this one gets sick or if this one gets cancer or if this one, you know, they have so many friends that they're losing close friends that they used to hang out with that they're losing that they haven't talked to you know of course they're not going to want to keep making more and making more but at the same time it's like you can't just you can't just you know bombard other people and have them fill in your social needs you know just because you're not willing to go fulfill your own social needs like if you're able-bodied you're able to socialize it's like Go be part of a church. If you're a Christian and you like church that much, go to church. Go to a different church, even. Go to, like, a knitting thing, you know? Go do something. Go find people, even if you don't want a deep connection with them, and just go socialize and meet random new people. Go meet people. Go talk to different people. Because, you know, I really don't think that that people should have like adult children should have to fill in that void for people and people do need that social you know and I'm not saying that I'm like completely ignoring my parents and I never talk to them but it's like I do get if I tried to talk to my parents the amount of time that they want to talk to me that's too overwhelming for me it's too overwhelming for me like they want to talk all day long and I really don't want to do that like I've tested it out before where it's like we are literally talking all day long Like I don't want to talk to you all day long you know I I left it for like certain holidays where I'm like okay my mom's gonna be here literally by herself because my dad was out of town Thanksgiving Christmas New Year's so I was like fine we'll hang out we're gonna have to hang out all of these holidays and so I made sure to make myself available for most of the whole day those days um And to me, that's fine, because I'm like, it's a holiday. But it's like, outside of that, I don't really want to talk to people all day like that. And it's like, also, I like doing stuff outside of the house. My parents don't do that anymore. So it's like, we used to go out to eat as a family. Like we used to go, we never really did much more than that. But on occasion, like my mom would even want to go to a movie or something. Like we don't do anything. And so it's like, I really don't want to sit in the house and talk to you. We're not like hanging out and going and like, to me, it's like, like, I feel like on my mom's end, she likes quality, quantity. She wants to talk all the time and have this quantity of interaction. I'm more of like quality. Like, let's do something that's actually fun and exciting, you know, and go out and see something new. That's not the house, you know, let's go. Like, I can't, I can't remember the last time as a family we went and did anything at all. Like, I really can't. I think last year, I think there was a time early in 2023 where we drove my dad to the airport. When he was leaving to move, I don't know where. But we drove my dad to the airport one day. I, I kind of remember that. And then I drove back with my mom. And that's that's the last thing we did outside of the house. Um, it, And it must have been like a year ago. And so that's kind of the extent of it. It's like, I'm not happy with this setting. Like, I'm not that old where I like to sit around and do things around the house all day. Like, it's not... My lifestyle. I've never been like that. I've always been out all the time. Out on the weekends. Out with my friends. I don't do that anymore because me and all my friends are trying to save money. So it's like we can't be going out all the time and spending all our money if we're trying to like work on all these financial goals. But I don't know. I mean, and all this makes me feel like a jerk, you know, like I feel like a complete jerk about it because it's like, how can I complain when I know there's so many people out there who who don't have parents or who would love to have the opportunity to stay with their parents like I'm not I'm trying my best to not make the I'm trying my best to make the best of the opportunity that I have for my own career goals and you know try to test things out with the relationship with my folks and kind of see like okay where can we kind of have some common ground on things and where can we kind of get over some stuff from the past and like heal some stuff from the past, but there's definitely been a lot of barriers to that, like, the ones that, all the ones that I explained, like, the LGBT stuff, the religion stuff, the, you know, the discipline stuff, the, you know, the verbal kind of, you know, just kind of lack of verbal kind of communication type of boundaries, like, that kind of stuff, it's never... I don't, I don't, I don't expect any of that to change. I mean, if it hasn't changed in a year and a half while I've been here almost every single day, other than the trips where I've taken out of town, if it hasn't changed in this amount of time, I don't think it's going to change. So those are the things that can't change. I just, you know, I don't think it's fair either for, you know, my mom to have to live with me, who's always kind of like in this irritable mood. I'm unhappy living here. I don't want to, you know, be bothered by people all the time or just, like, have all this, like, intrusive... Like, I literally... I don't feel like I can talk on the phone in the house. I make podcasts. I don't feel like I can record them, you know? So this is the opportunity where I've come outside on a Saturday night to record because I was going to talk to my friend on the phone, I thought, and she didn't answer, and so... I'm like, well, I already put on some clothes to come outside, so I'm not just gonna go back in. So I'm like, let me just record this. But I think living, living with with parents is just, it's probably something I'm gonna have to break down into into topics. But um, this is a really long rant. I know, and I'm sorry, but. I found it very relatable. I I have not seen a a video that explained what I was experiencing so much because I was just like, you know, I'm not I'm not a like like a naturally very irritated person. I'm not naturally like unhappy and disappointed all the time, like you know. And there was a time in my life where my friends kind of caught me with that and they're just kind of like they would always ask me like what's wrong and I'm like I didn't really realize what was wrong but then after a while I kind of realized oh my living environment and my um and my work environment are like so stressful that it was like wearing on me so that when I would be around my friends I'd be kind of like a little bit direct with them and all this kind of stuff. Like I wasn't really too in tune with like how I was actually feeling kind of just like shoving it down. But then it was still kind of coming out. Cause when I look back, I'm like a lot of people were like telling me I was being too direct or like sometimes I'm too direct or that, you know, they would ask me what was wrong and stuff like that. So I think it's enough that enough people were, were telling me about it. But then I realized after a while, once I got a job that was like easier to handle, I was like, okay. And even some of my friends were like, oh yeah, you seem like your life is like a lot more, a lot like calmer. You know, you seem like a lot more happy. And I, I was happier, but now I'm like, I'm not happy anymore. You know, I, I haven't been happy for a while. And you know, it's just, you know, there's too many things going on that are just not a part of what I align like my values don't align with some of the stuff I have to deal with on a regular basis and you know there's nobody smacking me in the face there's nobody you know like withholding food from me there's nobody like tampering with my money and like stealing my stuff you know there's nobody you know doing anything like actively against me where I'm just like this is abuse or this is toxic there's nothing going on that's like that it's just you know I've decided to live my life the way that's best for me. And then I have found that there are all these other areas that, you know, I'm literally living with people that can't compromise on those areas. I shouldn't expect them to have to compromise with me. And I shouldn't expect myself to have to compromise with them because these things are important to me. It might not seem like a big deal, but to me it's important stuff. And so, um, that's the stuff I'm going to get working on. It's going to take me a long time. um, But I do have a plan in place. Um, I do think I should talk about this topic a little bit more. Um, It's cold, so I don't want to be out here, like, all night. But I don't think I'm going to get much more time to, like, record um, too much more often. So I'm going to try to record while I can. (laughs) What do so, you know,